Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen, and I am pleased to have in the virtual studio today Dr. Jane Philpott, Dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences and Director of the School of Medicine at Queen's University, as well as the former Federal Minister of Health and Minister of Indigenous Services. Thank you so much, Jane, for joining us once again here on CFRC. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. All right. So before we jump into the fabulous conversation we're going to have about the Bell Let's Talk webinar that's taking place in the next couple of days, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, in terms of your role at Queen's University, the work that you do here, and maybe uh, the work that you've been doing in cooperation with Bell Let's Talk. Well, thanks very much. And uh, as you said, I'm uh, the Dean of the Faculty of Health Sciences, which means that I have uh, oversight in some of our uh, professional schools in the School of Medicine, the School of Nursing, and the School of Rehabilitation Therapy. And of course, there's also uh, a whole range of fantastic basic science research that happens in our in our faculty. Um, so the work with Bellet's talk and the specific upcoming webinar really bring together some big priorities that we have had in the faculty, things that I've been uh, trying to champion. And of course, you know, we think immediately about issues of mental wellness as as one of the priorities of Bell Let's Talk. But in the, in the case of this particular webinar, it also uh, approaches the issue of mental wellness from the lens of equity. And we've, we've put a lot of emphasis in the faculty over the last uh, six months or so that I've been here on equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so there's a, there's a real natural partnership that's kind of coming together in this webinar in terms of the who our guest panelists are to really think about that intersection of mental health and equity, always with that background that we have behind us all the time now of the COVID pandemic that has sort of pushed those issues around equity and mental health right to the forefront. And, and we're going to be able to kind of take on all those pieces together. Great. So this event is happening on January 22nd as a webinar, and uh, that is happening at noon. So we'll get to how people can make sure that they uh, can participate in that in just a few moments. Um, I wonder if before that, can you give us a few examples of the types of challenges and impacts diverse communities may face vis-a-vis -vis mental health? Well, it, it's a good question because, uh, you know, again, you can't discuss anything these days without the context of the pandemic. Um, and we know that, you know, if you're thinking about people from diverse communities, you're thinking about, for instance, uh, Black uh, Canadians, Indigenous peoples, uh, people of colour, and each of these communities has had, um, you know, there's there's loads of evidence that they have been disproportionately affected by the pandemic from the from the viral aspects of it. Uh, in many cases, uh, we're talking about people who, for other reasons of of, of racism and and structural um, inequities, have a whole bunch of other health issues to deal with, and then you throw on to that. Um, the pandemic and the fact that we've all suffered for our, our mental well-being over the last year and kind of that all of those culmination of factors have really been uh, significant in terms of, of the impact on, uh, on Canadians with diverse backgrounds. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly brought things to a head and we're going to hear from some real experts on how people can focus on wellness, how they can uh, take on those huge challenges, which are, have been worse than ever this year. 
Okay, great. And with that, can we talk a little bit about the speakers and perhaps uh, their areas of expertise and some of the uh, themes that they may be focusing on in their conversation? Well, thanks for asking that. And I'm, I'm really honored to moderate this panel because it's just such a great panel. So I'll be able to sit back and, and listen and learn from all of them because they, you know, Bella's talk has really brought together a terrific uh, group of, of speakers on this. Uh, the one who I know best is um, uh, President Natan Obed. So he is the president of something that's called the Inuit Tepirit Kanatami, which is the large um, uh, political government for Inuit uh, 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 governments and land claim organizations uh, in uh, Inuit Nunangat, which is the, the Inuit territories across the north of Canada. President Obed is one of the wisest, uh, most thoughtful people I've ever come across, and he's a real expert on mental wellness. And uh, he has led a number of really great initiatives around suicide prevention, for instance, in Inuit youth. So he's going to be fantastic. Um, the others I don't know as well, but they're terrific. We've got Dr. Myrna Lashley, who is coming to us from McGill, uh, an assistant professor of, uh, in the Department of Psychiatry, has been a real leader around race relations. Um, we've got Dr. Kenneth Fung, who's a, a staff psychiatrist on the, on the Asian initiative of the mental health program at, in, in Toronto at the uh, University Health Network. And he's uh, got a lot of ex expertise in, in sort of the cross-sectional issues around equity and gender and, and uh, diverse populations. And then we've got a really dynamic public speaker by the name of Asante Houghton. Um, he's a human rights activist and he's been looking at mental health very specifically from this prism of racism. So uh, I think the conversation is gonna be fantastic. I can hardly wait to kind of you know, learn from each of them but then also see the interaction between the different speakers. I think it'll be quite a rich conversation. Okay, can we dig a little deeper into some of the themes that you may anticipate could emerge in the conversation? Where do you hope the conversation will lead you? Well, you know, um, I want to make sure that, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about the challenges, as you said, you know, the stigma people have faced, the sort of uh, predisposition and sort of structural barriers to mental wellness that people have had. But then I'd like to kind of move us into a talk around resilience. And, um, you know, many of these speakers are real experts in terms of how to, how to respond to these challenges. Uh, Dr. Fung has done a lot of work on the, on sort of mental health promotion. Um, some of them have done, you know, a lot of work on sort of um, uh, Asante, who's the, the, uh, the public speaker, talks about the impact of family trauma on mental health. Uh, but he's he's very much focused on sort of resilience and transformational uh, um, health and how how to improve your health uh, and get through these really tough times that we're in the midst of. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts on that. So now I have to ask, with stay-at-home orders in effect, as a doctor, do you have any advice on staying well, especially mentally well, while isolating? Well, it's a great question because this has been tough on everybody. You know, we're social creatures, you know, all to varying degrees and we need one another. So it's a little harder than usual, in some cases, a lot harder than usual to make connections. Uh, but I definitely encourage people, you know, to reach out if you feel like you're uh, lonely um, and in need of company. Uh, no doubt some of your friends and family and neighbors are feeling the same way. So, you know, it's not the same virtually, but we need to reach out to each other virtually and have those conversations. Um, you know, I think 
people's physical health is a big piece of it too. And as you're isolating, it's important to, you know, get outdoors and get some exercise, go for a walk, get some of that natural sunshine, move, uh, get up regularly and, and, and move your body. Um, you know, I think people just need to be, be, they need to be patient with themselves. You know, I think we all feel a bit like we're not getting much done. We don't, you know, can't kind of get motivated the same way as we used to. So don't be too hard on yourselves. Um, these are really tough times. Um, and most of all, if you need help and you're not doing well, um, don't hesitate to, to seek help. Uh, let other people know that you're lonely or you're feeling a little bit down um, and, uh, and reach out. So hopefully we can share some more of those kind of tips uh, at the webinar on Friday. Thank you. And now with the webinar specifically, how can people find the webinar in order to join in? Well, I'll say one of the easiest places is have a look at our either our website or our Twitter feed for the Faculty of Health Sciences. Uh, I think there are a couple of posts on there today that might be the easiest uh, place for people to search on social media. Uh, and th there are links there. We've already had a couple thousand people line up. Uh, so uh, on our website and, and uh, my, I'll, I'll post it on my Twitter feed again today and really encourage people to come and uh, sign up and enjoy the conversation and be a part of it, throw your questions in and we'll try and answer as many as we can. Wonderful, thank you so much. Anything else to add before we close today? Well, I just wanna to continue to thank the community uh, here at, at Queens and then in the Kingston region. We've just had such a tremendously supportive community that has helped, people are helping one another to get through. Uh, we're reaching out to our neighbors and uh, keep doing those good things to, to help one another. Wonderful, thank you. Folks, we've been talking with Dr. Jane Philpot about Bell Let's Talk, the mental health in diverse communities webinar taking place January 22nd from noon to one online. Jane, thank you very much again for joining us here at CFRC 101.9 FM. Thanks for having me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Scoop. I'm Dinah Jansen, and we are in the virtual studio today with Cornel Volek, who is a assistant professor of clarinet at the Dan School of Drama and Music right here at Queen's University. And he is giving us so much of his valuable time today to chat with us about an amazing new music mentorship program. Thank you, Cornell, for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. And, and it's a pleasure to, to be in the virtual studio together with you and to be sharing some of the information on the project we just launched. Now, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your role in the Dance School of Drama and Music here at Queen's University? Absolutely. Well, I have started working uh, at the Dance School of Drama and Music two years ago. This is my third year being on faculty and it's been a really fantastic experience i mean i've i've came, i came to canada uh, in 2005 and i got some of my education prior to that in the us and then in, in france and in prague but i'm originally from poland so when i arrived first in canada i also came here for education so so I studied uh, at the Royal Conservatory of Music. Um, after that, I became a freelancer musician and I've been touring and playing concerts and recording ever since. 
So it's been a real, real treat to join the faculty of the dance school and meet wonderful colleagues and very keen and talented students, of course. So I started as a clarinet, uh, clarinet professor, um, having a studio of, depending on the year, between eight and ten clarinetists, um, teaching them applied clarinet, of course, one-to-one, -one, and also chamber music, clarinet, choir, um, and recently also started um, teaching the woodwind tech um, techniques, um, which is a course, of course. And so I managed to um, introduce my students to, of course, a lot of Polish music as well, <laughs> and uh, having a great time really, really teaching. And um, besides being um, a teacher, besides teaching at uh, dance school, as I said, I'm a freelancer. So that means that I also have other projects and, and one of the projects is me playing, having a duo uh, with an, a Canadian accordionist, Michael Bridge, and with whom we've been playing for the last 10 years and going literally around the world playing classical music and some crossover music as well. So it is with Michael Bridge that we start, that we always been giving uh, community concerts and also giving um, educational shows, which means that every time we go somewhere to perform a solo uh, show at the local theater, um, we always end up being involved with a community outreach programs and so we always have been in touch with the local youth right so we, we talk to them we perform uh, you know for them we visit their school we visit we talk to their teachers very often we talk with the parents we try to give as much time and attention to them to keep inspiring them because very often this is the only time that they interact with life musicians right so we understand how important it is to to do those um uh, outreach programs so now when when the COVID 19 hit um last uh, february march um we found ourselves not only being cut off from our regular you know touring um, but also from being able to interact with the youth and that really hurt that that really hurt and we couldn't we couldn't play for them we couldn't inspire them we couldn't teach them we couldn't you know be there so and we started learning more and more and more and more about cases of 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 how how isolated people feel um, across canada and and not only of course especially young people who cannot go to their schools very often who have to stay in isolation and so on and so on so we decided to um to take our formula and rework it, you know, a formula for educational shows, rework it and make it an online mentorship program. Okay, so tell us now more about this music mentorship program. What are its goals? What will be involved in it? Let's hear more. Absolutely. So um, having such amazing resources at Queen's obviously got me thinking that the most obvious thing, uh, obvious, I'm sorry, place to produce a music mentorship program online would be Queens and would be our campus. So I reached out to, first of all, 
um, the director of, of the dance school of drama and music, Dr. Craig Walker. And I reached out to one of our deans at, of arts and science, Dr. Gordon Smith. And um, also um, I reached out to the Isabel Pedro Center for the Performing Arts. Um, and namely, I spoke with, with uh, Tricia Baldwin, uh, who is an uh, amazing supporter of, of uh, our Kingston community um, and supporter of education. And we put our resources, minds together. And um, I was allowed to go ahead and, and start filming um, on stage at the Isabel uh, in Kingston. Um, uh, our, our episodes, uh, meaning interviews with different individuals who uh, work in the arts and science uh, area and interview them as if they were explaining their career paths to high school students. Mm -hmm. So we filmed about uh, 10 of those episodes and they are plus minus between 15 to 20 minutes long. And what we do is we meet three times a month on Zoom with um, high schoolers from across Canada uh, and we talk to them. We explain to them each time a different uh, issue from arts and sciences, of course. And we show them an interview with one of our notable guests. And then we are having a great discussions with them. So we cover topics that range from from how to be an artist, for instance. What does it take to be an artist? What is creativity? How do I know that I can be an artist or that I already am an artist? Um, how to be, let's say, a professional artist. That is a completely like another level of thinking of all that goes into being a professional in the field, um, whether it might be drama or music or poetry or whatever, how to self-present mm -hmm. best. Those are some pretty, pretty big questions, though. What is creativity? What is art? And then engaging teenagers in these conversations, too. So how are the teenagers, how are teenagers being recruited to participate in this? Are you working with school boards at the same time? So this is a labor of love, I can tell you, uh, Dinah. Um, <laughs> A lot of us put our minds together and a huge contact list and we reached out to school boards. We, we reached out to all community organizations uh, from also Kingston area and from across Canada, actually, because we as touring artists, we knew many, many school and, and principals of different schools and and uh, music uh, teachers and so on. So we reached out to hundreds of people. Um, I would like to also add here, which is very important, that the Isabel Beda Center uh, for the Performing Arts, they generously uh, sponsored 10 uh, full scholarships for Kingston-based uh, youth, um, you know, high schoolers. And so we were able to start um, and, and start inviting people. A lot of people uh, just reached out to us. We, we had this campaign, promotional campaign going for many months leading to, to this January. And, uh, and now we have a, a first cohort of 20 
extraordinary uh, high schoolers who are showing up three times a month to talk and to listen and to ask questions and it is remarkable how deep questions they are actually asking, how much they are craving to know uh, how the arts works and um, above all uh, we promote uh, higher education. That's, that's very important to us to make sure that uh, the message, the underlying message to those high schoolers is that whatever your passion is in the arts, you can pursue it as your degree later on mm -hmm. and you can make it as your career so that you don't have to give up your hobby or your passion, whatever you call it, um, as you grow older, that you can already make certain steps and prepare yourself to, to make that transition after you graduate, uh, you know, between graduation and, and getting your first job or becoming a freelance artist um, already uh, when you are still in high school. And this lands very well with the high schoolers and they are extremely interested and they are asking most professional questions, they take amazing notes, they come back week after week and they with new thoughts and with new questions. So as I say, it's highly inspirational and informative, but it's uh, we are not treating them as if they had to be uh, uh, graded, you know, or, or <laughs> punished, you know, there's no, no, no sense of punishments whatsoever or any expectations uh, that they have to deliver. Um, on on any particular you know systematized um, uh, level so to speak we want them to be inspired and we want uh, the, the measure of our success is to have them come back week after week and being more and more excited about um, what we're talking and what they heard uh, on the program uh, this is this is quite remarkable uh, having having this happening and being enabled uh, at Queens during COVID time I find it extraordinary and i'm so privileged to be working with my colleagues on this program and and to be promoting it well what a wonderful initiative it is and thanks for mentioning the imagine project creation grants for online arts education also provided by the isabel bader center for the performing arts uh really great to hear those opportunities for local teenagers as well so now cornell can we find out a little bit about where we can actually access uh, the content that you've been producing. How do people find it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you can always come to <clears throat> uh, bridgevolak.com because mm -hmm. this is this is the website out of which we operate. This is the initiative is uh, mainly being handled by me and my business partner, Michael Bridge. So there are two last names put together. It's bridgevolak.com slash mentorship. And this is where all of the information is available at at the moment. And um, sign sign up sheet is there, and and uh, our contact information and all that. So uh, anyone interested, please do come and visit bridgewallact.com/mentorship. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Cornell, to talk all about this fantastic music mentorship program that you've initiated right here at Queen's University for local youth getting engaged in the arts and in particular music. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you today. Absolutely. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you very much for having me and I, and I look forward to seeing you again at some point in the future.
Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston, Ontario at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. The CFRC Podcast Network at podcast.cfrc.ca is brought to you by the generous support of the Queen's University Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences. 